Well, uh, here's another awkward intro, I guess. It's kind of ticklish. I mean, I got nothing. I'm just going to make it more awkward. Well, there. We're here and we're alive and we've done it. I mean, we have. We, we done Diddy Dude. We did it. 94 movies. That's too many movies. <laughs> That's not Never. enough movies. True. There's one we because like didn't. that's not even close to like your average movies in a year. Hold on, what's my? Like you got to hit that number at least already for this year. You, I think you he wanna... and Trav hit it like in March or something. <laughs> no, you want to you want to know how many I have ranked on my list right now? How Please. many? Ninety-four. <laughs> nice. Oh, really? Whoa. <laughs> well done, sir. It should it should be ninety five, but I haven't ranked one. Wow, honorary withheld. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, fair enough. But how many films have you watched this year? Uh, mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's the question. Watch list. I, th- I thought that was that was his ranking. No, that's his twenty twenty two rankings. No, no, no. I see oh, this guy ranking everything. Which I think I'm at like a hundred. I think Nope just made a hundred and three for me for 2022. I'm at like ten, maybe, which might be a record so far. Is this is this the number I've watched this year? Two hundred. Well, if you go to your stats and go to 2022, it'll tell mm. you. Oh, stats. And I only know this because I constantly like to look and see how much of a fucking loser I am. All right. So movies I have watched, not from 2022, but in 2022. Right. 1,251. There's no fucking way. (laughs) Good God. Well, you got to think. I've watched 94. Well, I guess less than 94, but I do two, two movies a week for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then all the movies, yeah, and then ninety-four movies that I've watched just in the year of twenty twenty-two. Yeah, I mean, but that would average out to like six. Like, are you sure you're looking at the four, right stat? Three or four, three or four movies a day. Oh no, maybe I'm not. Okay, because that's like that's like five six movies a day. Yeah, that's not right. Like if you just scroll, that's just down how many I've ranked out. Where? See, that's where mine is. Oh. If that helps you mm. figuring out where it is, no. Like, did you catch up on some uh, like rankings or something throughout the year? No, I just don't think. I think that's all time. I'm not seeing a 2022. Yeah, when you click on stats, it'll say all time 2022, 2021, 2020, whatever. It's just showing me how many films I've watched from the year of 2022. Yeah, Mm. scroll down under your. It says films by week. And then it'll say films watch average per month, average per week. Mm. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I remember you posted uh, Trav and Paula were tied at one point. I think it was back in the spring. And that was cool. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. That was cool. Yeah, that's that cool. fine. That was cool. Yeah. But there is one movie that... Well, there's more than one. One that we don't have... Uh, we don't have Jonathan's take on is where yeah. he's trying to get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I watched Argo finally, which took me a lot less time than it did for Zhivago. So, I mean, there's that, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And how did you enjoy our going and fucking yourself? I, I 
I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. That was a, uh, I mean, tense. And I, I, yeah. I mean, there's really, uh, it's funny watching it this week. Mm. Yeah. Like, of all weeks to watch the movie about a lot of, you know, dissidents going on in Iran. So, uh, uh. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. I, I will definitely be watching it again and actually maybe go through Affleck's fucking uh, filmography and actually start watching more of his movies because I am terrible at that. <laughs> you haven't yet haven't seen the town. Nope. I think, I think you'll like the town, the town, yeah. the town. <laughs> Shamalama ding dong did the village. But Affleck did the town. That's right. Yeah. So now that's here. Uh, let's see. Hmm. My one complaint about the movie was tense, but there were too many. It was last minute escapes. Do you have any feeling about that? I mean, it's it's a movie, and you got to create some suspense. Yeah, I I feel like they had to pay off some of the setup. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you only really get out of the one guy at the airport who's like, yeah, let's see if this is actually a fucking movie. Like, <laughs> they, they they spend, you know, what, like 70% of the movie setting up for it, using it for a total of five minutes. But I, I don't know. I still felt like, actually, I, I would have been fine with just watching a movie of them setting up for it. And then in the end, be like, yeah, this worked. <laughs> so, um. But no, it, I, it's not a perfect film by any stretch, but I don't think anybody stood out in the film outside of me going, oh, hey, it's, you know, Brian Cranston. Hey, look, it's John Goodman. Hey, it's, shit, is that Batman? Like, <laughs> nobody really, uh, yeah, nobody everybody... really felt like they needed to, uh, yeah, do anything Ugh. super special in this film. Right. Good ensemble, everybody putting in a performance, but not like, anything showy really yeah and i and i I wonder you know if it was like one of those like being respectful of the source material even though it's like you know i it was it's a situation that i was very uh like the actual situation not very read up on i i was aware of just not right learned of so um i i I don't know yeah it was good all right well, then let's get your worsty judgments on it. Yeah. Uh, is Did the film deserve Best Picture? Yeah. Uh, what was it up against that year? That you had uh, Les Mis was one of them. <laughs> uh, Silver Linings Playbook, Lincoln, Zero Dark Thirty, Life of Pi, Django Unchained. Django Unchained was, you know, Tarantino. So, I mean, you can't really go. Beasts of the Southern Wild mm-hmm. and Amour. Uh, Les Mis is garbage. True. Is, will yes. always be garbage. Glad we uh, agree. Life of Pi is one I still have not seen that I need to see. It's great. You should check it out. Yeah. Uh, everything else kind of. Lincoln is another one. Daniel Day-Lewis is one of those. He's not quite Benicio Del Toro to me. But he's always been kind of weird for me just because he's such a good actor that just kind of him see do play other characters and being reminded of, you know, Gangs of New York and 
how much you're really supposed to hate that fucking character. And I do. Oh, I do. Because mm-hmm. it's so good. So I haven't seen Lincoln. Um, Django Unchained is probably of that list my favorite movie, but it's it's Tarantino and Tarantino I don't think ever needs a best picture. Uh, I would like him to get it, but I think I had that ranked my number one of the year. I I love that movie too. I, I think I I love that movie. I think that movie falls on the actors more than it does the director. I I feel like um Christopher Waltz and uh, Jamie Foxx and uh, Leo just made that fucking movie. Yeah. And, and it, like, it's anybody could have directed that. And those three have been like, we know what we're fucking doing. Even though Waltz is just like, just now getting, or not even just now, but I think about this time getting noticed off of Inglorious Bastards as well. Yeah. That I means four years later. Yeah. Three so, years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you know, saw that and go like, "Hey, that guy's fucking awesome." I'd take more of him, and like, I still could use more of him. <laughs> so, uh, but of like I said, uh, of I'm not unhappy that it won Best Picture. I think it deserved it. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, is this the worst Best Picture? No, no, not at all. In fact, I put it at my. Uh, I had it. Where'd you go? There you are. Twenty-four. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, just above Mutiny and in below No Country for Old Men. Okay. Nice. Yeah. 24. I I feel like I've been putting a lot of movies in that spot, uh, especially lately. I guess I just like modern movies. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, speaking of that, you guys want to talk about some movies? Yeah, let's talk about some movies. you beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm jonathan pierce i'm zach mccoy and we are your oscar grouches and welcome back to the oscars podcast the show where we discuss oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the academy went wrong if they went wrong and what are we watching this week zach well we would uh, didn't watch a damn thing for this podcast i watched we, argo oh well yeah <laughs> got him got me yeah we're uh we're looking back on 94 films and over a hundred weeks, over a hundred episodes brought us to this point. What does it all mean? Like in, in the long run, nothing. No, it means anything. Well, I We're feel just for, dust in the wind, yeah. dust in the wind, dude. <laughs> I feel, I feel a sense of accomplishment. I do. You know, I do too. Uh, especially seeing how the, I went into this podcast going, I need to be less of a filthy casual by watching movies that were made before 1995. <laughs> and I did that. You did that. You did that 60 times. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I filled in some gaps and uh, realized why I didn't bother watching some movies for <laughs> my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, that was a thing. 
But we have seen all the best picture winners. All of them. All of them. And and some of the nominees. We're, we've enriched our list, expanded our horizon, found some shit, found some gems. Indeed. Indeed. Well, I'm going to go by the name here, and I'm going to put the worst at the end. And I'd like to talk about our favorite parts of these favorite lists. Parts. Okay. Do you guys want to talk about your top tens? Sure. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. So I'll get us started off here. On my number 10 was My Fair Lady. That was, I, I, I had mentioned this before, but I have been putting barriers on every time I put a new movie into this list. Mm-hmm. And My Fair Lady has been a consistent barrier for a lot of films. Yeah. It's been like, yeah. is this better than that movie? Nope. I mean, it's like, I look at my number 11 being Chicago and going, mm, I want this in my top 10, but it cannot beat My Fair Lady. It cannot be above that film. Mm-hmm. It It is just what a musical should be. So I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Can we share our corresponding number or just shut up and let you do your 10? No, go ahead. Give me your 10. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got Amadeus at number 10. And it's a movie I really liked the first time I saw it. Watching it for the podcast was only my second time seeing it. And it really just really uh, sold it for me how good it is. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. Brilliantly made, incredibly acted. It's funny in places and dark in others. And it just handles it all so well. Indeed. Indeed it does. Paul, what was your number 10? Uh, first off, I want to say My Fair Lady made it to my number 33. Oh, wow. It was my number uh, 27. It's, it, and that's one of my favorite musicals. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, I can't tell you where Amadeus is just yet. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, but I can't tell you my number 10, which was Unforgiven. Okay. Uh, Unforgiven is. A film that I've loved for a long time. One of those best picture winners that I uh, got to see before I was obsessed with Oscar trivia and whatnot. And uh, it just always stuck with me. And I, I love a good, I love a, a great Western and I love a great morality tale. And I think this covers both those bases very well. And it is Clint Eastwood's best performance by far. I have Unforgiven at 59. Mm-hmm. I have it at 16. I, um, yeah, I, I think it's incredible. I, I love his performance as well. He pulls so much by showing so little, like, you know, he, he's got all those wrinkles and creases around his eyes, but he can act so much with his eyes. Mm-hmm. I just can't get into Westerns. They're an incredible genre. They are dusty. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. Well, my number nine is you can't take it with you. Oh, very nice. I have that at uh, 42. Oh, I've got that at 33. It just bounces everywhere, man. Um, (laughs) No, I just, it was one of those movies. It was just so fucking feel good. Yeah. It, it, it was just beautiful and pure in every way. And I could watch that movie 
if I'm in a shitty mood, I'll, you know what? I might just throw that on there because okay. it is it is just a a good, fun, and just pure and beautiful movie. It is, oh. yeah, it is. Yeah. What'd you What'd you get for number nine, Zach? Looking at my top ten, I'm like, oh no, I'm a film bro. <laughs> uh, number nine on the waterfront. Mm. I is, have okay, go on. Uh, I, it's my sixty-one. I cricket. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> He's in the back, like huge fucking on sixty-one for on the waterfront. You sort of a bitch. Yep. Uh, why am I having a hard time finding it on my list? You go on. Oh, oh, fourteen. I have it at fourteen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I. But uh, it's hard. It's been so long since I watched it, so I forget kind of what to say about it. But it's just there's so much going on, and and uh, Brando is given one of the all time great performances, and um, I just love it. I love all the the themes it talks about, and the way it talks about uh, uh, class and religion, and and, <laughs> okay. and the ability uh, to read your own handwriting. Uh, I'm looking, <laughs> I turned to the on the waterfront uh, page, and on the top, for whatever reason, it says my girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row, or in a row, yeah, uh, in a row, yeah. <laughs> oh, you get back over here. That's because we did. Um, Quotes or something for the cold open, I think. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot. <laughs> you go <come> back here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Paul, you're number nine. Uh, my number nine is on the water as well, but oh, not wow. on the water front. But it's it, it starts with something I love a lot bridges. Bridges. It's the bridge <laughs> on the River Kwai. <laughs> That is my number 22. That is my number 30. Oh, Uh, God. I just love every bit of this film. David Lean is a master of cinema. uh, And everything he does is at least watchable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, There's a reason why there's a trope of old guys wanting to watch movies and they're watching Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah, and I'm I'm an old guy and I like Bridge on the River Kwai. (laughs) It's so good. Everything about it's great. And I, uh, I've i watched it probably a good like 10, 15 times in my lifetime. And I will probably watch it another 10 or 15 times more. Uh, love it. Yeah. I loved it enough to, you know, I I need to, I watched a standard DVD version of it. That's the only version I've ever seen. But I upgraded <laughs> it to Blu-ray just because I'm, you know, that guy with the physical collection still. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it with Blu-ray and... It'll bump up a few spots because it is, it is gorgeous, even in standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All, All right. right. Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan. Yeah. Um, Number eight. All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh-huh. That is my number 24. There you go. And I'm very excited to watch the Netflix remake next month i did not know that was a thing that was happening or i guess at at this point this month what did he say nice Nice. what i said (laughs) i've got it number 21 
Nice. Because yeah. it's yeah. awesome. It, uh, what happened now? It, of the war movies, I feel like that was probably the best one. Um, as much as I would love to keep, uh, uh, hurry bubbles. Hurry bubbles. Wings. But, uh, just all quiet. Just, it hit hard. And for yeah. a movie that's just so, as, as old as it is, man, that just, it, it really shows grit. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, we've got, we've got the 94 pictures and that one's still, uh, more haunting than <laughs> several of the, um, emotional or war films that we watched along the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, even of the, of all, all the best picture where it's like this, like beats out like Pat in every fucking oh, yeah. possible Absolutely. way. And, <laughs> That's for sure. So, I mean, it's, it's just, Oh God, it's so good. Zach, what's your number eight? My number eight is no country for old men. That movie is pretty much perfect. Yes, it, it is perfect. My uh, number twenty-three. I I can't reveal where it is on my list just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I am not surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a damn good film. Yeah, but we'll wait until Paul can talk about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into a heavier conversation. Okay. So, Paul, you're number eight. Uh, my number eight. I would re- be remiss if my God wasn't somewhere in my top 10 so i'm glad i got him in there at one flew over the cuckoo's nest that film's incredible it is that is my number 35 my number 13 i think it uh handles its subject matter well mm-hmm. i don't think it makes light of anything that's going on though there is a lot of humor to it uh the the residents of the ward aren't the butt of the jokes and right. oftentimes they are in on the jokes. And I, I, I love a good chaos versus order, uh, uh allegory. So yeah, mm-hmm. this gives me that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. That was one of our, um, I think more thought provoking episodes. You and Adam Lance Garcia really dove into the depths of that one. Yeah. I, and I really enjoyed having him on that episode. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jonathan, well, num- lucky number 11. Lucky number 11 was The Godfather, Ooh. which I got a feeling we're going to be talking about this later with you guys. Yeah, I can't reveal it. Yeah. I also cannot. <laughs> yeah. So we'll move on and ask Zach what his number seven is. My number seven is The Apartment. Ooh. I, sometimes I look at it in my top 10. I'm like, do I really love this movie that much? And then after I watch it, I'm like, yeah. I, I do. Um, it's kind of a outlier in my top 10 because all the other ones are kind of very dark. Like I'm looking at the, like the physical representation. It's very dark. And then the apartment has a bright red cover. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. okay. But I, I love, um, I love the uh, chemistry of Jack Lemon and Shirley MacLaine and, and the, this, the svelte switch from, comedic to dramatic and i i feel like it mm. didn't do it in a hokey way no um and it, but it easily could have been especially back then and i, I just think it's brilliantly written and i have it at my number 23 i have it at my number 57 i just you wound me i'm sorry it, I, I i had difficulties with that movie and you know what in looking back on it it's fucking gross <laughs> It's supposed to be gross, though. I know it's it just is, it's very gross. It's sticky. Like, just, 
Oh, did you have to even throw that in there? <laughs> Listen, I don't let my food touch more or less like Yeah. Have my private parts adjacent to other people that I work with. <laughs> just just uh, well, that's that's cross contamination. You don't, you don't of the get sheets. down with the bang bus. No. no. Bang bang. No. <laughs> Now that's that's a film that I love and I hold very dear, and I did give it five stars. Hey, uh, just out of curiosity, so far are any of these five stars for you, Zach? Yeah, all of these are five stars. <laughs> okay, so we are five stars. They're all three and a half. <laughs> I have nineteen five stars. I'm I'm looking at my two of them that I think maybe should get five. So we'll see. I've got nineteen. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> dude did that fucking work no you got louder <laughs> nice alright uh, Paul what's your number 7 my number 7 is Amadeus nice Amadeus Amadeus oh man what a sprawling epic of a tale <laughs> and that it's that it's also kind of fictionalized is pretty incredible yeah like Rolling Thunder Review yeah oh yeah they're they're even um, there should have been some Bob Dylan and Amadeus. <laughs> I uh, cannot talk about that one yet. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said, that was my number 10. So we all have it in our top 10. All right. Well, the, that's, that's the first consensus we've come to once we get to talk about it a little more with Jonathan. Yeah. So speaking of Jonathan, what's your number six? Schindler's List. Oh, this is the movie that broke my rule on making this list because unlike me who rewatches it like almost annually. Listen, uh, I, and you know what? If you need to cry on that's I feel like there's better way. I'll come over. I'll punch you in the fucking nuts. But oh God, that movie is just it's so hard to watch, but it's so fucking good just everything about it just the way it's filmed the the how heartbreaking that it the reminder that humans are pieces of shit Mm. but it's 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 it's, it it has to be in top 10 it just it has to be because it's just that goddamn great so yeah yeah well can't talk about that one yet uh-huh. I can't talk about that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Zach, number six for you, buddy. Number, number six is The Departed. The Departed. I got Departed. that at 12. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just uh, it's my probably the one in my top ten that I'd consider f- my fun pick. It's just so exciting and enjoyable to watch. And, but it's also tense and uncomfortable at times but oh yeah 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 it is a thrill ride of a film and i love it yeah i can't talk about it yet <laughs> yay <laughs> i got it at 12 so yeah pretty close well paul what was your number six my number six was no country for old men yeah what a perfect movie it's it is a great movie and i, I do enjoy the shit out of it it's not top 10 for me it had to be for me i saw that film at theater twice and I've watched it multiple times at home and <laughs> rewatching it for this podcast is like, Oh yeah, this really was the best film of the year. 
Uh, and that's hard to say, considering there will be blood was its competition. <laughs> I was about to say, right. because like, I know every time you watch There Will Be Blood, be like, man, I could watch this fucking movie. And then you don't shut up about that movie for a week. I, and, <laughs> and I shouldn't, because that no. film is incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. Those two movies coming out in the same year, in yeah. months of each other, it's just yeah, Jeff's yeah. kiss. Oh, uh, yeah. The Coen brothers are, again, just, they're just, even their worst stuff is at least interesting. Yeah. And this is far from their worst. In fact, I, I think I put this in my top five of their oeuvre, and I don't even know what position it goes in off the top of my head. I fucking love that word. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. I say it every week on Thursday. So. <laughs> nice. mm-hmm. uh, all right, Jonathan, what's your number five? The Departed. The Departed. <laughs> it it's is so good. It's so fucking good. I, it is probably my favorite Scorsese. It, it's going... Hey, you guys remember Goodfellas? I could do that again. <laughs> I could, I could do that again. I'm still making a better movie or a different movie. Like it's, it's, it's the cast. It's the, just everything. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Hey, I will watch The Departed at least once every six months and be happy with it. Yeah, nice. Now, well, Zach, what's your number five, sir? My number five: The Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. It's a perfect film that ruins cinema, as Paul says. Oh, God. And and I know I said it deserved Best Picture, but day after day, I regret that it ever won Best Picture. <laughs> Especially when people take all the wrong lessons from it, like Matt Reeves did with The Batman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can't talk about that yeah. one yet. Yeah. I got words. I got it at my number 27. It seems about right there for you. Yeah. It's was it, it holding up the bottom of your five stars? I can't remember. It, it is. It is almost holding up the bottom of my five stars. Uh, if I didn't have no mad land there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. Paul, what's your number five? My number five is Casablanca. Ooh. Ooh. The classics. Hell yeah. Yeah. They just, this film is so fucking good. <laughs> I, I can't talk about it yet, other than to say, you know, when I went to Big Lots and saw that box set, it took a lot not to fix it, pick it up, even though I don't need a box set that comes with Casablanca and Rick's uh, uh, coasters. And <laughs> I have it at my number twenty, but I will say it is probably one of the first barriers the movie's got across. Hmm. Because I, I, this was my first viewing of it as well. That's right. Uh-huh. And I, you know, you kick myself for not having seen it as many times as I should have. So yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And it it's one of those films that has all these nooks and crannies that I love forgetting about because when I watch it again, I'm like, oh yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> it's a movie that I look back and I go, I haven't seen it because it's been hyped up and it's been, and I hate being hyped up. I really do. Uh And it's just so rare for a movie to actually live up to a hype. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it's great. It's perfect. But yeah. What are we at? Number four now? Number four. Number four. Um, A movie that I have a feeling that we can't talk about, at least with one other person. Is Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, I can't talk about it. Oh, I had it at number 11. Just missed oh, the top 10. Oh, wow. That sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. The, 
legitimate perfect film it is exactly what a thriller should be Mm -hmm. it is so amazing how the scariest character in the movie is not the fucking villain and just (laughs) like the villain the actual villain of the film you don't you barely give a fuck about it is literally just a reason to move the story forward so and even then it's uh, yeah he's almost just a plot point to uh, yeah that, that's to, it <laughs> to thrust Jodie Foster into the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I great film. I, yeah. And then definitely a movie that I have seen well before this podcast and will watch many, many, many times after. Yes. So uh, Zach, what's your number four? My number four is the Shindies list. <laughs> and you know, just everything you said, it's the Shindies list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah oscars worst oscars savvy um (laughs) and loan (laughs) uh yeah it that was a good episode too i paul you said so many profound things on there and i'm glad caitlin got to join us for that one and yes hard to watch but it's beautiful at the same time beautiful and terrible mixture yeah (sighs) yeah you almost hate to love it yeah, but you got to see it and then use it as a springboard to learn more about history. Exactly. Yep. All right. Paul, what's your number four? I, I kind of hate that if anybody's actually keeping track that they know three of my top four right now, but <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, my number four is The Godfather. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What a fucking great movie. <laughs> yeah. It. It is a cinema-defining movie. It, mm-hmm. it is something that you can look back on and go, this is why I love film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, it's one of those, everything about it is strong. There's a reason that three of the, three of the supporting actors got nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and the lead <laughs> actor won. And it wins Best Picture, but loses Best Director to Cabaret. <laughs> yeah. Poor cabaret. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, no, it's incredible. It's beautiful. So well shot. Everything, all the, all the words. I can't give my number. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, my number three, three is Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> do, 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 do. You know why? Because there is not a person in this movie that just was the fact that there was scenery left at the end of this fucking movie. That there oh, wasn't yeah. just full fucking bellies. Like it, it was the most over the fucking top film ever. Fucking yeah. ever. Milos Foreman did not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is that should have been the title. Fuck you, I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Like it <laughs> Oh, God, I'm, I want to honestly of the movies that we have listed of the movies that we I we will list. This is the one I want to sit down and watch again right now to just go. Yeah. This, I love this movie so much. It is just yeah. so off the fucking wall and it amazing. Entertaining. It's, it is the definition of entertaining. All caps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Zach, what's your number three? My number three is that Casablanca. Yeah, uh, yeah it, I love it. I think it's uh, maybe the best script ever written. Definitely, definitely in the top five. Um, it's it holds up so well. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's sad. It's sweet. 
it's romantic, but then it's not. It's it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's the yeah, original it's... Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've never heard that before, but Dude, I've, that's a fucking thesis right there. Mm. <laughs> it's in there. I could have said Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, shaggy. The number three. Ooh, Shaggy. Um, all right. So once I reveal my number three, everybody's gonna know what my number one and two are, but they probably don't know the order, or maybe they do. Uh my number three is well, the Godfather at number four really changed the way that cinema was made, and it's a perfect film, but the Godfather part two was more perfect or <sighs> it's an incredibly made sequel. I feel like they are a whole together. Mm. I I don't like putting one of them without the other. And I think I just so yeah. nothing wrong with Godfather part two. I am right? 100% with you. I would probably appreciate them. So I have Godfather part two as my number 16. I would appreciate it more if it was just with the Godfather. Like I would watch that entire thing both together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so would I, if it was just one film. I usually do. Yeah. So I, it, it just, I, I personally liked the Godfather more. Just love it. I love Godfather Part Two. I love the dual narratives. I think that uh, De Niro adds so much to the the mythos of the Godfather trilogy. It it's so good. All uh, right, on to number two. My number two is uh, I think Paul talking about people able to say just based on this list, but mine one and two are pretty fucking obvious. So uh, <laughs> my number two is Lord of the Rings. It, it mm-hmm. because of course it is and i'm not even gonna say return of the king because they they only did it the once like we had talked about during the episode i think that was the right call uh because it really is just all one beautiful masterpiece that peter jackson just gave me like i felt like it was just given to me yeah and i cry every time i watch the fucking endings super pluraled um and i'm okay with that i i kind of i remember being in the theater being like man this is like the 12th ending i'm still okay with it like i I don't want it to end (laughs) uh just none of them there's there's nothing wrong with a single frame of those movies Mm. at all like i said they were made for me i love them i I, I love them so much i still need to watch ring of power i haven't watched either yeah i'm gonna wait till the end i i just haven't had the urge to watch it that's fair and after watching Andor, I don't know that I want to jump into it. But I still need to watch that. That one's not on my priority list, though. All right, uh, Zach, what's your number two? So my number two, number one and number two could probably rotate depending on the day. <clears throat> and I'll speak to that more in a second. <laughs> so basically revealing. But Godfather Part 2, I have at number two. Nice. Uh, Very nice. It's flawless yeah yeah love it you're not wrong it's so good uh no i'll hold more thoughts in a moment paul what's your number two uh my number two is one of my favorite films of all time a film that i love so much i named a dog after it the silence of the lambs (laughs) uh i have watched this movie so many times in my lifetime (laughs) (laughs) and i've shared it with so many people and I just know it back and forth. And uh, I, I just don't know that it's, 
it is the perfect horror film. It is perfect. Like it is just, listen, I love my schlock. I love my gore. And you get a bit of that in this movie. Like you get a little bit of it. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't need to be any more than what it is. Oh yeah. The angel. Oh God. (laughs) Yep. It's like, it's a movie that says, this is how you do everything perfectly. This is how you get the exact amount. This is how a recipe is made when you're doing it with science. Yeah. I would also also like to point out that my number two and my number three are the only two best picture winners that featured the greatest person to ever make most important person to ever make a film. Roger Corman. Mm. I didn't mean for it to happen that way, but they really Roger Corman really knew how to foster talent. And the fact that talent, that talent would pay him back by putting him in prestigious films is (laughs) kind of incredible. (laughs) Uh, indeed all uh, right well here we go and we all know what it is you know what it fucking is come on it's braveheart it's you know braveheart. what braveheart <laughs> is my fuck you this is my list yeah um, I, I do love braveheart <laughs> i it, i again will watch this movie so many times in fact anytime anybody says two words two or three words together that could be in that movie, I will then play out that entire scene in my head. Mm. Nice. I, I love Braveheart. I understand and recognize Mel Gibson is a garbage human being. Cool. I'm not watching Mel Gibson. I'm watching William Wallace. Hey, and, and, at, <laughs> and at this point, if you're watching it on, if you're watching it on Blu-ray or DVD, you're not giving him any more money. No, <laughs> this, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, it is my favorite movie. It will always yeah. be my favorite movie. It will be so hard to fucking beat. So I just wish that Mel Gibson was not a garbage fucking human being because the guy knows how to make a movie. Yeah, he really does. I have it at my number 28, which is still, you know, a really strong showing. Oh yeah. I have it at my number 55. <laughs> I feel like that's f- just out of spite. <laughs> I gave it four stars and it's at my number 55. <laughs> <laughs> four stars. You'll, you'll be happy to know that it's under wings. Great bubbles. Great bubbles. All right. Zachary, what is your number one? Yeah. Such a damn, such a damn, uh, no, I'm the casual having the Godfather at number one. But I do. <laughs> the Godfather. I mean, we all have it in the top ten. So yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. What, there, what was your number for Jonathan? My what? My number was number seven. For okay, got it. yeah, yep. Uh, it's. I mean, uh, I've had it with me since I was over, just over ten years old, and I it launched me into being interested in crime dramas, and and it, it set up a lot of films for failure to follow because they weren't as good, but. Um, yeah, like I said, I always watch part one and two together. They're both to me flawless. Number one, I just give the first one. I just give number one because it has more iconic moments and, and it set the blueprint for the second one to follow. Um, I mean, even though it's a very different kind of film, but I just mean it visually yeah. and, uh, you know, storytelling and yeah, characters and all that. But yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. I love mafia movies. I, I, I love 
the, the mafia genre. It's not in a sense of glorifying, you know, terrible fucking people. Right. But just in the sense of it, it it's my, they're my cowboys. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's what I love about them. And you know what? Without the Godfather, I don't get the Sopranos, the greatest show to ever be on TV. So it's fair. You know, my mother-in-law is also a, a big Godfather fan. She's like, you know, you know, these people are shit, but all the, the same time, you're like pulling for them and you care about them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So there it is. All right. And Paul, you're number one. No, uh, my number one. Of course, it's my number one. And it's been in all of our top tens now. It's the one, the only Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, the first director who was the love of my life. Uh, I love it. I love this movie so much. It destroys me every time I watch it. And somehow it always shocks me how much it it destroys me. And I've watched it way too many times for one human being to have watched Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, you were what, nine, ten the first time you saw it? Yeah, I was probably ten years old when I first saw it. And <laughs> I can't uh, I can't imagine showing this to Harrison right now. Yeah, no. Uh showing this like Owen's eight now. Yeah. He'll be nine soon, but showing it to him would be disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, so, I think we have answered our do they deserve best picture? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is where the Oscars went right. Yeah. This is where they went very right. Uh also I love that we shared three movies. That was yeah. actually more than I thought we were going to well, share. Yeah. <laughs> and almost four if I'd had, you know, Silence of the Lamb one more up. But Amadeus Schindler's List and The Godfather, huh? I just love yeah. the fact that Amadeus is one of them. Yeah. It just makes me yeah. happy. Yeah. It I, makes me very happy. I think it's one. It, it's if there's a sleeper on this list, it's that I don't, I don't know a whole lot of people that have seen the movie. I, I really hope that the 12 people listening to this are able to go out and watch that movie now. Yes. Please, please go watch Amadeus. It's so amazing. <laughs> All right. I feel like we're going to need to zoom through these next ones because we do not want to give them any more recognition than they were fucking given. Yeah. Let's get yeah, into well. the name the, these are the Oscar worsties. I believe we're starting with number 85 Start at Number 85. I have the great Zigfield Feld, whatever. Uh, I, oh, I, I, I remember have, almost nothing of this fucking movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I have it at number 80. So it's I, down there. <laughs> I, I have it at 85 so or, or 84. So it's right, right behind nice. yours. Nice. Yeah. So we're uh, all. <laughs> yeah. I, whatever. Fuck that movie. And you made Trav yeah. watch that because you weren't there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach, who's your number 85? My, my 85 is I feel kind of mean having it there, but it, it I'm never going to watch it again. So uh, around the world in 80 days. It, I have it at my 84. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not an ugly film. It's shot well, but it's just so long and boring and racist and yeah. all that shit. So, But it did invent the cameo. Uh, <laughs> it invented it by overkill. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was your number 85? My number 85 is Out of Africa. Fuck that movie. Ooh. I can't talk about that. <laughs> I, so my, mm. my, my 85 starts at two stars. So Okay. Uh, I just don't yeah. like it. I had a 79. Oh. Okay. Okay. That's where right. I have A Man for All Seasons. My, uh, uh, around the world, eight days is two and a half stars. Okay. So my 86 is the first movie that Paul ruined for me. And that was the life of Emil Zola. Uh, he Nazi'd that movie up pretty fucking quick. I did not see that movie up. The studio did. I went, you know what? I kind of like this movie. It's like, oh, wait, I minute there, sir. <laughs> uh, so fuck Nazis. And that's why the life of Emil Zola is my number 86, my ninth worst. I can't talk about it. <laughs> I like, I watched the film and I was like, yeah, hey, that's all right. But then, you know, Paul, so it's at my 82. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's, up, it's down there. Let it, let it be known that uh, Nazis will drop a fucking movie down quite a few points. Mm-hmm. You're at minimum two letter grades. Yep. Not for being in the context of the film, but for impacting a film yeah. in a horrific and disgusting way. All right. Uh, Zach, what was your number 86? My number 86? Uh, I've cavalcade. I, I just didn't enjoy the film. I just, it was, uh, yeah. yeah. It's boring. It was my I 83. Have it, I have it at 73. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's Paul. all I have to say. Yeah. Uh, I know I have this higher than both of you, so you don't have to tell me that that you can't talk about it. But uh, because of the visuals, because of the music, I could sit through this film, but the content was bottom basement terrible, and it was GG. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> uh, I can't discount the artistic merit that the film has, but the script is horrible. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. We will get into that. Uh, my number 87, eighth worst, is Around the World in 80 Days. Movie is fucking boring. It is 90% train ride, and I love trains, and I still hated it. Yeah. I like trains <laughs> like Paul likes bridges, and I fucking hated this movie. Well, why? Uh, I love trains because trains go across bridges. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, sexy. Yeah. Oh. Although I will say I'm kind of interested in the David Tennant one that's coming out, but... Mm. Mm-hmm. And as tenant, so hopefully you know they they just, the movie needs some jazzing up. Tenet. Uh Zach, what was your number eighty-seven? Oh, uh, going my way. Ooh. I mm, it. I just thought it was stinky and <laughs> overlong and overwrought, and it's it's also one of those ones I think I ranked it lower because of stuff it beat. Uh, I can't even remember what it is right now. Look at later. But I think it just pissed me off so much that I was like, this, this one over this other stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I got that at my 77. I can't talk about it. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Well, Paul, what is your 87, sir? I got Cimarron. Just what a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. That one is my 11th worst. That's at my 84. Ah, so close. Ah. So you got it in my around the world needy day spot. Yep. Mm. I like that we have those exactly flip flop too. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Stinky movie. Bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, you got to hold off on that one there, Zach? You say Simran? Uh, Simran. Yeah. Yeah, I got hold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number 88 is one that I know for a fact Zach will not be able to talk about yet. Pretty sure Paul's the same way. Uh, but my seventh worst is Broadway Melody. Mm. Yeah, I got to hold off. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we're going to hold on to that one because I would love to hear just Zach tirade on that one. <laughs> so what is your number 88, Zach? My number 88 is I know uh, Paul totally disagrees. Uh, but I think you and I bonded on that. Uh, Tom Jones. I did not like it. I did not think it was funny. Uh, I thought it was badly made. Uh, I would be interested in seeing a different version. I know. I think there's like a TV series version. I don't hmm. know. I, I would like to see the story told in a different way. I just didn't like the way it was made. Yep. I, I have that four and a half star masterpiece up at number 49. What an incredible movie. <laughs> that is my number 80. So it stayed out of my low 10, but okay. it, it, that was one of the first barriers for the bottom. Uh, yeah. I'm glad Tim Miller was here to actually appreciate art. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right. Uh, Paul, what was your number 88? Uh, my number 88 is in the dump. The forest dump <laughs> force gump sucks i hate it i know you do thanks robert zemeckis for nothing i'm pretty sure pinocchio is better <laughs> i haven't watched it yet i haven't either i have no interest in it mm. i every time i go to watch it like click on it i'm just like i'll just watch five more episodes of boy meets world <laughs> but we're done with boy meets world now we're out the girl beats world. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got a uh, Forrest Gump at 76. I've got it at 74. Uh, you know, okay. it, it's it's still a watchable film for me, but you guys helped. That episode really opened my eyes to just how not good it is. And then through this yeah. podcast, you realize how much it's just chopped up pieces of better movies that came before it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But I'll still watch it. Yeah, I'll, I, 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 there's probably going to be a point in my future that I'll. There's probably going to be a point in my future where I, uh, I stumble across watching that movie at least one more time, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Listen, I, I have a, some ice cream though. I have a wife who is just got this weird Tom Hanks boner, and oh. if I have to choose between Forrest Gump or fucking Larry Crown again. <laughs> probably choose Forrest Gump. So, <laughs> I want to hear more about you fucking Larry Crown. <laughs> I do the it. dome piece. Just, just try to get her on that thing you do. It's so good. She I mean, with that trust me, that's something that's in regular rotation as well, but the problem is is if we do that thing you do, she tends to segue into Empire Records. Ooh, ooh, that's <laughs> a that's a slippery slope. Yeah, so <laughs> just going on an Ethan Embry kick, huh? Yeah. All right, moving on. 89. This is our sixth worst is Annie Hall. It's fucking boring. I Ooh. hate Woody Allen. I, I, you know, I nothing Woody Allen at this point. I saw he was, he's retiring from film now. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm not watching your shit anyway. Fair. Fair. Uh, I have that five star masterpiece up at 22. I have it at 45. So we feel like we're kind of, uh, kind of covering the, uh, the list there. That one movie. Yeah, I, I just no. 
I, I just no. Yep. Sorry. That's fine. I had one scene that I found slightly entertaining, and that was it. Zach. Yeah, 89. 89. That's where I have Cimarron. Ah. Um, it, like, it started off promising with a really interesting uh, plot point and a cool wagon stampede and westward expansion, and then and then it uh, like lost its point, couldn't hold its narrative, it went on too long, and then was too slow. Then all of a sudden, when it sort of got interesting, then it went really too fast. And it's like, okay, uh, you could have stretched the, the movie like from the back towards the front and, and made a much better movie. Yeah, I agree. Paul, 89. 89 is Crash. Sucks. What's your 90? <laughs> Where do I have Crash at again? That's my 80, 83. Oh, wow. I have it at 64. Wow. Yeah, it was bad, stinky film. It was a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. It was, I didn't put it at top 10 or bottom 10. I I think it's half a good movie, half a horrible movie. Yeah. But maybe I should switch it with Tom Jones because it's pretty bad. But no, I'm sticking (laughs) with where I am. You should switch it with Tom Jones because Tom, and then put Tom Jones like uh, 80 spots higher. Pardon. All right. So now we're going to go ahead and get into our bottom five here. My number 90 is a movie I am still apologizing to a friend for out of Africa. <laughs> I like how had guests come on and be like, oh, out of Africa out of Africa's boring. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, <sighs> it, God, like I said, I actually had to look up at Africa on IMDb to remind myself which movie that was. And I go, <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I got a message. Oh, syphilis. Yeah, just fuck that movie was boring as shit. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, what's your number ninety, Zach? My number ninety is Lightning Rod of controversy, perhaps a masterpiece, but has harmed people and has held up harmful ideals. It's gone with the wind. Based on artistic merit alone, it's much higher. But I've seen too many white women in the South who love this film and would still be quick to turn a black person away from their door. You know, that kind of shit. So yeah, fuck, fuck gone with the wind. I respect its artistry, but there you go. I can't talk about that yet, (laughs) but Paul, tell us where you have it. I have it at 67. Oh, wow. That's actually uh, lower than I thought you did. It's at the bottom of my four stars because yeah. I, I took the star away for yeah. bad things it does, but I had to give it four stars because it is still a perfect movie. Sure. All right. Well, what's your number 90, sir? Uh, the Broadway Melody. Hey. Terrible, stinky, and bad. Terrible, what's your stinky, number 91? And bad. <laughs> my number 91 is where shit goes downhill fast. Uh, <laughs> Because everything beyond here is there's a fucking point to why it's bad. Uh, American Beauty is my number 91. Woohoo! Wow. Um, just because of how much I used to like that movie. It, it's, it's he who shall not be named yeah. has, has ruined a good movie by just existing at this fucking point. Fuck him. Oh, where do I have it? I have it at my number 50. 
I have it at 53, but yeah, it's it's one of those ones where I was like, I loved it when I first saw it, thought it was great. Now content's ruined. I'm never going to watch it again. It's a completely different fucking movie. Yep. It is it is not what it was. It it at in in 99 it was a great film. Red in retrospect, no. No. Just no. It's fucking gross. Uh what's your 91, Zach? My number 91 is Green Book. It's uh yeah, another one where like after I watched it, I was like okay, it's not very good. But then we did the episode talked about it and I realized just how Another one where it's just like, <laughs> I think Paul said it best. Some of these films we watched were racist and bullshit, but they were made uh, 70, 80 years ago. This one should have known better, I think he said, mm-hmm. and it should have. And that's why it's bad. And it won uh, during Black Lives Matter movement. It won when there were predominant black filmmakers making great films and had nominated films. So 91. Uh, but it's not my worst because it, it's at least a, a uh, what's the word, uh, adequately made film. It's like, it resembles a film. Yep. That's why I got it at my 81, because I still was entertained. But yeah, it's bad. Paul, I think can't talk about it yet. Can't talk I about sure cannot, because it's my number 94. <laughs> hey! Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not yeah, no, 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 no. But what is your number 91? Uh, it is going my way. Yep. Religion is stupid. That movie is horrible. And uh, priest diddle kids. So fuck that movie. Yeah. Diddle diddle. Yeah, diddle. Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. All right. My number 92 is um, Gigi. Gigi. Yeah. It's gross. Yes. Terrible and bad. Yeah. It's fucking gross. Like it's, it, yeah. That's all I got to say about that. What do you got, Zach? <laughs> I almost quoted one of the songs, but then I felt gross. So, the, um, uh, 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 92? Uh, 92, yes, sir. Here's where I have the Broadway melody. And for, you know, for <laughs> 30 weeks or so, it, yeah. uh, it was my worst. And it's just this one. It is hard to watch it's, it just as a film. It's not well made. And I still think it was uh, one of those movies where the industry was like, oh, look at us. We're making talking pictures. We're doing it. Best picture. Made a lot of money. Yep. Um, but it's it's hard. It's hard for me to finish it. I'm, I'm not. I'm never going to watch it again. I, I've seen it twice. <laughs> and only because of the podcast, I watched it a second time. Paul. Uh, my number 92 is the Nazi loving the life of Emil Zola. <laughs> fuck the movie. Fuck Nazis. Yep. Fuck Nazis. Punch them right in their stupid fucking face. Yep. And pre still kids. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 93. 93. What's 93. Uh, fuck your artistic integrity. Fuck how pretty you are. I don't uh-huh. give a shit. Gone with the wind is a dangerous fucking movie. That continues to drive people to be the Gone with the Wind is the Karen of movies. Sorry, I, I, no, I'm not even fucking sorry. Gone with the Wind is just bad. It's it looks great. I'm sure it did things. <laughs> it did things. It did things. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I it, it, fuck Gone with the Wind. Just so much fuck Gone with the Wind. <sighs> That's how I feel. Hey Zach, what's your ninety three? 
93, this is where I have Gigi. Okay. It's gross. I don't like the music. Uh, there was one song that was maybe okay, and uh, I remember it well. Like, that that was a good song. But one decent song in the middle of a shit sandwich does not make me uh, want to watch that movie ever again. They could have saved some of it with uh, nailing the ending, but oh. they ran with it. Piece of shit. Piece of and shit. And I hate it, too, because my boys call my mom Gigi, and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Paul, what's your 93? Well, my 93 is both of your 94, so we might as well just all talk about it together. <laughs> yeah. We all know what's going on here. <laughs> it's um, the Cecil B. DeMille's The Greatest Show on Earth. Yeah. What a boring fucking movie that went on forever and had <laughs> Jimmy Stewart Listen, if your movie does not contain uh, child grooming, racism, and you're still fucking worse, there's something to be said. That movie is not a movie at all. No, it is not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I sent you guys something in the chat there. It's uh, relevant. I saw it in a store and you got... Red Listen, hairnet there. I had to live <laughs> my entire life. <laughs> I had to live my entire life having to stare at some fucking armoire filled with goddamn Gone with the Wind collector plates. Yeah, and just that's in a bookstore <sighs> on uh, in Yorktown Beach, and lots of Gone with Wind stuff there, and it just shows how you know lasting legacy it has here in the South. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, greatest show on earth. Um, we, I love that episode that we did though, because we got to talk about how shitty circuses are, and um, the movie is a circus, and it may have been interesting as a documentary, but trying to fit <laughs> stories in there that are not well constructed, characters that are not don't make me give a damn. Aside from Jimmy Stewart, mm-hmm. shitty, shitty. Yeah, nope. Never gonna yep. watch it again. Sucks. It is the worst. But Paul, tell us how you feel about your number 40, 94. Oh, it's the worst. It's one of the worst movies ever made. I, I, I rank it as my second worst movie ever made. It's Green Book. It sucks. And everything about it's terrible. And we should all be ashamed that uh, we let this happen in 2019. Um, all of us, even me, 2018, whatever fucking year that came out. I, I'm, I'm so ashamed. Yeah. Hey, hey Paul. Yeah. What what is the worst movie ever made? Uh, it's Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a, it's a oh, huge piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. It's a huge piece of shit that blames uh, all the problems with Queen on Freddie Mercury being gay. It's the fucking worst. Yeah, I still haven't seen it because of your warnings. <laughs> I just had the dumbest thought in my head. So the second you said that, it kind of reminded me of what I think is the worst movie ever made, and it just happens to be Freddie Got Fingered. <laughs> Oh God! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a masterpiece that movie is! Oh, Jesus Christ, it's so bad. Eddie, would you like sausage? Literally the only scene I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Don't. don't. Anyway, uh, well, guys, so we fucking did it. Did we have three in common? Two with Gigi, Broadway Melody, and Greatest Show. I'm trying to. Around the world. No, I had around the world oh, just outside. Right. Close, and Cimarron was close too. Yeah, where and did you at, have uh, Emil Zola there, Zach? I had it at eighty-two, so it's just oh, out right just out. 
Okay. Um, yeah, out of Africa, two of us had it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Pretty close on some, I, I, except for a couple. But I was all I was hoping we would all have the unwatchable turd green book in our bottom ten. <laughs> like, and, and you know what? And that was the movie that I feel like kind of drove this podcast for a long time because yeah. it was just a lot of us guests were like, "Hey, this is the worst." And, yeah, and I get it. I, they, I really do. And they maybe, they were all correct. <laughs> maybe I, you know, I I'll admit maybe it's a privileged viewpoint of being able to sit back and watch that movie and just laugh at how dumb it is, and and find entertainment in that. Yeah, it may be. Yeah, but I maybe. don't. I I don't. Uh, even though I haven't ranked lower than Gone with the Wind, um, I don't know that I've seen anybody really talk about Green Book. I don't think it has had too much of a impact outside of you're, awards. You're, you don't listen to the podcast I listen to them. Oh, uh-oh. Okay. Uh, the Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood brings that and the help up all the time. Okay. <laughs> the yeah. help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Bad, dangerous movies and they're they're bad and dangerous because they they Come make for, a lot of money they win awards and then they convince white producers that these are the kind of roles that black people need to be in gotcha yeah. they're actively like gone with the wind is 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 bad and does some damage but it's gotcha green book is actively doing harm to people's careers now okay yeah i get that that's that's fair enough good point all right well, like I said, guys, we did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think Zach had a couple questions he wanted to cover real quick. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I think um, it, it might take a moment. Um, well, not not a long moment. What would you say is the favorite best picture that you discovered through the podcast? Like that you'd never seen before and watching it for the first time. Like, hey, I love that movie. I... I'll, I'll go ahead and go first on this one because mm-hmm. I, I, I usually am reserved for last and I always feel bad about that. So, um, so easily for me, it's Mrs. Miniver. Mm. Ooh, good answer. Because it's at my number 19 right now. And yeah, one through 18, I had seen before this podcast. And then the next number down that I hadn't seen before this podcast is. Uh, 42, which is you can't take it with you. No, no, I had seen that before this podcast. Didn't wow. I? So anyway, yeah, it's it's a while down. Like my my list is populated so high with films that again that uh, near and dear. We're near and dear. I have long relationships with films that I just love, films that uh, you know, even I even have Coda here at number 38, which you know, I, I have a year and a half on, but yeah, I still think it was a really good movie. Uh, so yeah, it's Mrs. Miniver. It's a film that took me by surprise. One that I don't feel like it was talked in the, about enough going into this podcast. Yeah. Like not from just us, but anyone, I had never really heard anybody talk about this movie and it, it, I think it's a beautiful film and it made me cry and I love it. Excellent. That's a goddamn great answer. Um, mine is wings <laughs> because yeah. you know what? 
I went into this podcast going, oh, these first few months are going to suck. Because I am a filthy fucking casual with zero fucking respect for the classics. (laughs) (laughs) And then I watched Wings and went, oh, this might be good. (laughs) <laughs> like what the yeah. fuck am I missing out on? What the... and it's not just hooray bubbles. Like that movie yeah. like deserved everything it earned. Like it just I never thought I could sit through a silent film ever. And to be able to sit and watch that one and enjoy it as much as I did, I it it it, it is an appreciation I will never ever get back. I like I just I, I want to show that movie to other people to go look, watch the watch the old ones, watch the classics. Like the, this is where it started, and you can see the inspiration even to this day. So yeah, that's me, Zach. Excellent. What about you? So I've got two that are very close, um, but looking at my list, it kind of sticks out to me as like sometimes I'm like, do I have it too high? But then then I don't think I do. Just the way it hit me, it hit me so hard. It's the best years of our lives. I, I, it, I don't know. That's a it, great film. It hit it for me. And then the other one is Mrs. Miniver as well. I have those at 12 and 15 respectfully and, um, respectively. Yep. <laughs> um, but respectively, um, yeah, a couple world war two movies that I think because they were released a around the time when the war was still fresh they they felt so raw and painful and beautiful all at the same time so mm-hmm. yeah yep i still want to watch mrs miniver with dunkirk dunkirk caught in between yep i think that'd be a Do good it. marathon Do it. all right yeah. did you have another question there zach um so i'm just gonna ask what is like one film maybe that uh you'd seen before and then watching it again with the podcast, your opinion soured on soured on. And, and I'll start by saying, I think I mentioned it already, but Forrest Gump really is the one that took a tumble from me. Um, Gump tumble for you. <laughs> Gump tumble for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Uh, uh, for me, I'm going to go Birdman. Ah. Uh, mm. Uh, a film that was in my top 20 of that year and after rewatch i think it was all substance or all style and no substance it's a very empty and meaningless film and i don't like it fair enough i guess jonathan talking about american beauty maybe for different reasons but i guess (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, no it's got to be that it has to be it's but the thing is it's not because of the podcast though it's not it's not the rewatch because the movie stayed the same (laughs) Yeah, it just it changed because of somebody else. So I hate to have a kind of boring answer, but I'm kind of with you, Zach. The Forrest Gump. Like I kind of thought this movie was better than it is, and it's just you know Paul, Paul ruins movies. Down. <laughs> well, he he <laughs> shines a light on the shit he does. We should have all seen. Yeah. It usually it's, takes a few years, but then he's proven right. But not all the time. Don't want to get you your head too big there. Yeah, no. I like. I mean, listen. I have Braveheart as my fucking number one, and I don't care how much Paul <laughs> wants to not shit on it, but at least you know, crop dust it every time. <laughs> I gave it four stars. 
brave fart. It has the exact same amount of stars as Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Jesus. They're, equal, they're equally as good. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you enjoyed compliment. the Oscar Worthy podcast. My name is no. Um Jesus fuck, dude. <laughs> All right. Would well, it make you would it make you feel any better if I told you that I gave it the same amount of stars as the English patient? Uh, wait a minute. Oh, I forgot. You kind of liked it. I was going to let the cricket answer that one. Okay, let, let me let me try again. Let me try again. Shakespeare in Love. Also four stars. No? Come on, man. You're lucky you're a gorgeous human being and I love you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know neither of those things is true. <laughs> anyway, guys, this has been a fucking blast. I look forward to doing many more of these types of things with you but we're not done we're not done not by a long shot oh god we are not done uh so how do you guys want to do this from here do we uh want to say what our next big topic's gonna be or segue into the spooky stuff well um yeah so we're done with the best pictures of course uh and our next big topic, because I won the Oscar picks back for the Oscars, uh, I'm I'm king of the podcast for right now, and I king. got to choose the I get to choose the next topic. You do, and um, give me just a second to look up the wording on this. The best artistic feature is that what it was? I mean, this is going to be the vehicle for this podcast. For some time. So, I mean, yeah. be careful on your choice, sir. <laughs> yeah. For our next topic is the best unique and artistic picture. Oh. Mm. Goes all the way oh. back to the very first Academy Awards. So, do we want so, to talk about how far that spans? Um, I believe it went, what was the, uh, the years for the first Academy Award was 1929 mm. and uh, the best unique and artistic picture goes from 1929 all the way to 1929. <laughs> I thought it'd be nice to just pick something that was kind of easy to cover, and uh, <laughs> it's it's the movie Sunrise. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray, Bubbles! But before we get into that... Uh, we are going to take a little detour. Zach's going to take a little vacation from the podcast. It'll take some some me time. So we understand if uh, you. you don't want to listen for a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but I don't understand. <laughs> no. But we're gonna we're gonna cover a couple of horror films uh, with some guests, and we'll let you know those guests when we get to the the weeks that we have them, and what films we will be watching those weeks. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna cover horror films that we think that we're gonna let guests bring on that they think are good enough to have one best picture. Oh uh, yeah, I like that. I do too. I look forward to them. Yeah, so we're going to have a couple weeks of that. We're going to do the best unique and artistic picture. And then we're going to start covering the best animated feature. Oh, yes! yes! Woohoo! Because we have not, you know, dropped any hints about that at all. 
or flat out just <laughs> told people what we think. Um, but hey, uh, that's that's a good like twenty two picks by the time that uh, mm-hmm. we get to the end of that. I, I think that's going to be a fun time. We're going to yeah. try to get some interesting guests on there. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. some some new people. We'll, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then by the time that's done, maybe we'll have another best picture to talk about. I think. I think we will inter uh, will interject the best picture into that run. Yeah, gotcha. The new one, so we'll cover it immediately, and then keep moving on with the best animated feature. Hooray! Bubbles, bubbles. Well, I look forward to talk to you guys about anything, everywhere, all at once. At that point, yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that is where we are going to call it here, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, and the TikToks at Altorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X A K K M A S T E R, TikTok at House Havoc, and Letterboxd by searching my name, Mr. Workman. You can follow me at Father of Fear across the platforms of. Uh, Twitter and Letterboxd. I keep a running tally of all the films that I watched. Did I talk about Barbarian last week? I think you mentioned it. Yeah, you you were uh, pretty uh, pretty excited about how nuts that movie is. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then I'll talk about a film I watched this week. I finally watched George Miller's Three Thousand Years of Longing. Ooh, that movie was so fucking horny. Ooh, I so, was very happy to watch it, but. It could have been way hornier. <laughs> now, on the scale of like, you know, I got, I got no scale. Listen, am I going to like this fucking movie or is it going to be like that goddamn vampire movie? <clears throat> it's 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 a lot more uh, frenetic than the than only lovers left alive, which is a masterpiece. Uh, and it feels almost more like a Terry Gilliam film than it does. Ooh, see, George I'm not going to lie. That's kind of what the trailers made it look like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Somebody it's, at work it, actually mentioned that to me, and I was like, oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. So check that one out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, nice. And then, of course, you can follow me and Justin Chapman on TikTok at Shark Dress Men, where we are covering shark-related content. Mm-hmm. And eating Domino's pizza. News. I tried up. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. I will see check that it soon. All right. All right. So, well, yeah. We already covered what we were watching next week. So we just go ahead and we'd like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Leveling Up and Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our <laughs> mess. Excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for a beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook at the Oscarosity Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Algorithm, 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 algorithm. We love you. Five stars. Beautiful movies. So much fun. So for Jonathan and Zach and the great Albert Poolholz hit his 699th and 700th home run tonight. Did it it tonight. uh, And joined Hank Aaron as the only two players with at least 3,000 hits and 700 homers. After all that, we would like for you all to have a damn fine day. 